Good evening slash morning to all of our listeners. It's Wednesday Night Wallet presents Wallet Mania 4. Ryland Turner here, joined as always by Kyle Joseph on our night two excursion of WrestleMania 39. Kyle, how are you feeling? I don't know yet. So we'll the little peek behind the curtain. I uh, had uh, uh, I played dodgeball for some reason. I had a dodgeball playoff game tonight, so I had to miss the um. It's basically the second half of the show until later. And, boy, I came back to something. I'm not sure what it was, but, boy, it was something. Yeah, uh, before we get into the WrestleMania 39 uh, Night 2 thoughts, I did want to go over NXT Stand and Deliver as well as the Hall of Fame. I'll start with the Hall of Fame. I thought that uh, Stacey Keebler was great, uh, great speech. Uh, Mick Foley and Tori Wilson inducted her. Uh, Mick Foley was flabbergasted as to why he was, but he told some great stories. Uh, the Andy Kaufman induction was great, too. Uh, you had Jerry Lawler from his home, uh, obviously recently suffering a stroke, not able to be there in person. But you also got uh, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, to induct Andy Kaufman and told some great stories. Uh, they had his family out there to accept the induction. Uh, JBL and Ron Simmons came out to induct Tim White, who is a former WWE official who passed away last year. Um, that was a really good one, just based on... Uh, the story that uh, APA told was that Tim White owned the bar where they filmed all the barroom brawls in the late 90s, early 2000s, and he basically used it as a way to redo his bar. Oh, I need a new wall. Okay, yeah, we could do a segment over at the bar this week. And uh, until JBL and uh, Ron Simmons caught wind that he was using them, and uh, they, they, they exchanged six-packs for their services. Uh, but the uh, the main attraction at the Hall of Fame this year was Rey Mysterio. Conan came out, gave an incredible speech, including a great story about how he used to sneak uh, Rey into bars to wrestle when he was 15 years old. And the bouncers, he, he told us one story of this bouncer one time asking how old he was. Uh, and Conan assured him he was 19 years old. Uh, he looked at Ray, asked him to take off his mask, and he just looked at him and said, look, he, he's very self-conscious about his appearance and his height and everything, and it's his birthday, so you should just let him in. And apparently by the end of that night, the bouncers wanted to take pictures with uh, Ray Mysterio, considering uh, his performance. Uh, Ray came out, gave this great speech, and of course Dominic walked out of the speech, the big uh, moment that came out of that. Um Super, super interesting that I think that they only went with four people this year, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it gave uh, Stacey Keebler and Rey Mysterio, the two people who were there, uh, actual time to give speeches as opposed to the rushed experience we got last year with some of them um, and, and years prior as well. Um but, uh, I mean, like, aside from the fact that I'm sure you didn't watch it, Kyle, any thoughts on the idea of them doing four and Ray in his career itself? Um, I don't have a lot to say about, about Ray, you know. I'll probably have more to say when he actually, you know, retires. Right now, I think he's still going, so which makes the 
the induction interesting. I don't have a problem with it because you know he certainly had a Hall of Fame career, but um, it is interesting that he's still sort of doing it. Uh, the class was good. I don't think there have any too many complaints. I thought maybe you could have gotten a few more people. Certainly, yeah, certainly you could have. Uh, NXT Stand and Deliver happened uh, just before night one of WrestleMania in the afternoon, which uh, honestly I think is a good time slot for this pay-per-view. Let's see, where were they? Um, They were at the Crypto.com Arena, uh, and I don't know what they – let's see if I can find the gate here. Um, doesn't have it listed here. Either way, uh, I think it was a good time slot for this. Uh, we got to see Tyler Bate and Chase University uh, defeat Schism. Uh, and it was uh, Ava Rain, the, the Rocks of Daughters, first outing. Uh, she didn't do much, but uh, it, a first outing is a first outing. And, I mean, it was, a, it was an okay tag match. Uh, there was a big swerve at the end that um, the crowd ate up. Indy Hartwell won the uh, NXT Women's Championship match in a ladder match, which, uh, honestly, for this weekend, I think I'm exhausted on ladder matches for a while. Between the Ring of Honor show, this show, and even seeing some ladders involved in the Hell in a Cell tonight, I'm just, I'm over it. Uh, But, I mean, good for Indy Hartwell. Uh, The only thing I will say about this match is uh, she got the assist when Dexter Loomis came in and helped her up the ladder. Don't think she needed that, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Gallus defeated the family, uh, the Creed brothers, uh, for the NXT Tag Team Championships. This match didn't even go 10 minutes. It was okay. It was fine. It just, it was just kind of there. They defended, uh, the titles, rather. Um, Wes Lee defeated Axum, Dragon Lee, Ilya Dragunov, and JD Madonna in one of the matches of the weekend. Uh, this North American title scene is just just popping at the seams right now with uh, great talent, and I they, they gave them like 20 minutes to do this match. I thought it was great, um, and it's definitely one people should go check out. Uh, Johnny Gargano defeated Grayson Waller in a match that I don't think he needed to win. It was a really good match. Uh, they gave them about 20 minutes as well. And there was a reuniting of the way at the top of the ramp afterwards, which uh, was a nice heartfelt moment. But uh, I just think Grayson Waller needed that win a little bit more than Johnny Gargano did. That's just me. Uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn defeated uh, Fallon Hanley and Kiana James, uh, who were in, accompanied by Brooks and uh, or Jensen and Briggs. Um, this was whatever. It just it, it wasn't really all that noteworthy under ten minutes, and Carmelo Hayes defeated Braun Breaker in a stellar main event match. Braun Breaker, just dude, this guy's athleticism is beyond recognition. Uh, Carmelo Hayes too, like the springboard leap that this guy gets is just unreal. Um, and they gave them uh, just a little bit over fifteen minutes to to finish the show. I thought overall a really good outing from NXT. And it was kind of a nice way to start the WWE end of WrestleMania weekend. Do you have any thoughts on any of the results? No. Um, I like, don't really follow NXT right now. My interest sort of is in call-ups. I'm kind of surprised. Um, I'm a little surprised to see Braun Breaker retain. 
Oh, he 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 uh, he lost. Carmelo oh. Hayes defeated him. Oh, sorry, I I, I missed that. Um, oh yeah, so like that's I think that's good news. I think Carmelo Hayes is a good person to carry the brand, and I think Brown Breaker. I would expect him to get called up. Or probably he, he's probably going to appear Monday after. Yeah, I'm, like. I'm expecting that. Yeah. Seems like it's kind of jam. Um, nothing really to say beyond that. It's nice to see some of the people get the the uh, get to go down if they need to. But I don't know. Guys like Gargano, I feel like if you can't find something to do for him on the main roster, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Apparently, the rumor right now is that uh, repairing him with Tommaso Ciampa looks to be in works. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they could use another tag team, I suppose. Um, Let's get into it, Kyle. WrestleMania 39, night two. The night dubbed, that's the wrong guy. Yeah, we will definitely get into that. But boy, this was, and I mean, they ranged from whatever to egregious, but we'll get into it. Should we go down the card? Let's do it. Brock Lesnar defeated the Omos in a match that was probably the best showing that we've had of the Omos so far. I agree with that. Uh, he took bumps. Uh, German suplexes actually landed. He looked like he took them pretty well. Uh, Brock Lesnar did the F5, which, you know, that's cool. Um, What was the point of this? I don't know. It was under five minutes. Like, I, I don't know what the, 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 the point is. If you're not going to get at least, like, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's asking too much of the almost to go ten or even eight and, and do some more. Like, we don't. Oh, I, I don't care about that. I like the result is what like fine. If you like, if it was only going to be a five minute match again, I feel like we're not going to get extravagant matches out of the almost. But if we get, like, we got good shows of physicality in this, but he, he lost. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it's like it, being against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania is almost a death sentence if you're on a, if you're trying to build somebody up. And it's, it's kind of interesting as we, I, you know, I feel like I beat this drum a lot, but we talk about the number of people who are, under 30 on this show. It, like, between both nights. And I'm gonna... I'll make sure that I'm I'm not missing anybody. But... By my count... It is... F- um... Four. Sorry, five, because Rhea Ripley is under. Austin Theory... I'm not counting Logan Paul because he's not a wrestler. Like, he wrestled well, but Austin Theory, Rhea Ripley, I think that was it from night one, which that's terrifying in and of itself. The Omos, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville. Am I missing anybody? Bianca Belair? No. Okay, okay. Narrowly over 30. Like, I'm not, I'm, this is not to shame anybody, and it is also to say, like, 
we're getting wrestlers going into their 40s and having more and more success, which is great to see. It's just, if we're talking about the new talent for WWE, we, it hasn't come yet. Right. I feel like we, we sort of, we almost missed a generation, but hopefully it's still coming. Hopefully the NXT, some of the guys that we see that are there are going to make the leap, but the almost is one of the, you know, I just like, he's a special attraction wrestler. That's his value, right? Right. You've, you've basically killed off whatever value he had. Well, yeah, because now not only has he been beaten by Brock Lesnar, but I believe last year he was beaten by Bobby Lashley, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So, like, you've your 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 biggest beast has been conquered by the the the, the two most, I guess, muscular <laughs> guys you have on the roster. So, is he really your biggest beast anymore? No, and that's sort of the thing. Is like, it's one thing, you know, but it's he only wrestles a couple times a year, right? Right. He doesn't wrestle that all that much. It sort of makes it tricky. And regardless, I thought this was this was a it was no like it wasn't a good match, but it was perfectly fine. I thought Brock Lesnar sold well like he always does, but yes. it was very, very short and again, the almost not winning. That doesn't make any sense. We'll get to the second match. Tag match. We had Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler pick up the victory. Uh, the pinfall was on Shotzi Blackheart. She was teamed with Natalia. We also had Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Chelsea Green, Sonya Deville as the tag teams. Oh, sorry, it wasn't a pinfall. It was a submission. But it was an armbar, if, if memory serves. Yeah. Um, this match was fine. I thought most of the people got some stuff involved. Like... I thought Sonya Deville looked particularly good. I don't think we got a ton. And I thought Raquel Rodriguez looked, you know, very strong. I don't think we got a ton out of Liv Morgan. But the winners barely did anything in this match. They didn't. They did. I don't think they had any offense before. Well, the, the, no, I'm saying Rousey did, in fact, get the submission. But Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. This just kind of happened, eh? Yeah, this was like the opposite of what the men's was the night before. Like it it didn't give much time to highlight anybody and I think they were pretty much around the same timeline or sorry, time limit. Um Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, if Rousey wasn't ready to go in this match, then they shouldn't have had her on the card. Like if that's what the excuse is here, we don't know that, but like like why why you're having Ronda Rousey on your card if she's not going to do anything? Shayna Baszler's the same. Like like they're both great or they they're both great athletes and they're both stars. Like you you promoted this match as Ronda Rousey's in it. Like she should do some more than just an armbar. And this is where it gets interesting is that you presume that having won this that they're going to go on and win the tag titles. Right? I would think so. This feels like, and again, as we go back to how often are we getting Lita to come back to defend the tag titles? Which begs the question, why did you put it on Lita in the first place? It's a good point. It's a good point. But neither here nor there. Now we get to 
this match of the night, I think it had to be, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, like, yeah, it it was the match of the night, but man, it was almost taken taken away. It was almost taken away. But let's get uh, into it. Maybe. Gunther, Sheamus, uh, Drew McIntyre for the IC title. Gunther ends up winning the match. This was phenomenal. Yeah. This was just three dudes beating the fuck out of each other for 16 minutes. Like... And- yeah, and it was, you know, Seamus got all of his classic Seamus offense, and he got brogue kicks for days today. We had Drew McIntyre looking phenomenal. I think probably one of the most impressive spots was, as always, him doing the tope con hilo to both guys on the outside. Um, and then Gunther looked like an absolute boss Yeah, in his moments of his offense. His offense always looks so impressive. Those power bonds, all his motion, everything's so fluid and so perfect. Every time he gets the big boot up, it feels like, you know, a devastator. And this was just great. Um, these they went nonstop, hardcore action, and the three of them chopped the life out of each other. Yeah, they were all left with horrible looking chests. Gunther gets the victory. He will continue on his IC title reign, which I think is probably the right decision. I through that match, I don't think there was a wrong decision. With regardless of who you decide to give that belt to, it would have been a good move, and I think they all earned it. Man, this was this was just very like I have no notes. This is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was and, really a perfect match. If I'm being honest with you, I think going but looking back on it, I think there are two matches that have a chance of getting um Meltzer Stars to getting five. And this is the one on this show, and then I think Rhea and, and Charlotte have an opportunity. That's fair. That's fair. Bianca Belair and Oscar were given an unenviable task of following that match. And honestly, this match was really good. It was. It was great. Like, it was everything I wanted it to be and more. And, and, uh, it, they they had trouble with the crowd at the beginning, but I feel like they had them by the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, I, I, I well, I, I do think the decision to keep the belt on Bel Air was maybe the wrong decision. I Like, I'm not... It, I'm never going to complain about the title being on Bianca Belair because she has good matches with everybody. Yeah. And because no matter how many times you pair her with an Oscar, with a, a Becky Lynch, with a Bailey, with any of those, you, you know, you're going to have a stellar um, match. And let's hope that that, that streak continues because she is going into the next wrestling year as still the champion. And, and it, again, no shade on Asuka. I thought Asuka was incredible in this match. Mm. Um, and I, the I, I counters like, these two had for each yes. other. They yes. were going back and forth. Like, what's so impressive to me about Bianca Belair, and I know, like, being in the ring with Asuka is going to make everyone look, you know, like a million bucks. Cause she's just the, the most consummate pro. But Bianca Belair came into this company as, you know, this very raw but incredibly physically gifted individual and she has turned into a phenomenal wrestler 
And to see her do it as quickly as she has with, you know, she came to the performance center with, I think, no wrestling background. No, I'm pretty sure it was just CrossFit. And man alive, is she phenomenal. Yeah. But this, I mean, this was just a very, it was a very good match. Um, I had a fortunate spot for it in the card, but honestly, they lived up to the billing. Again, I agree with you. I think Asuka was maybe the better decision for this title, but I'm never going to be upset with Bianca holding that belt. And let her reign continue. I can't wait to see who she gets faces next. Honestly, you look at the the two women's champions, and you got to be really excited about both of them. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Boy, I know we don't want to do the classic Survivor Series match anymore, but man, do I want to see Rhea versus Belair at Survivor Series. <clears throat> I'd like to see that too, but I'd almost like to see that um, for a singular title and not mm. necessarily just as like a one-off, we're both champions match. That's fair. We'll move on. So, I don't know if there was an official decision on this, because there was there, a match. According to Wikipedia, there was. Um, I am I am going to call an audible, and I'm going to say that this was declared on no, a no contest on ref stoppage. I don't believe that they actually awarded a victor to it, so I believe that this can be considered officially a no contest between The Miz and Shane McMahon, who did get a pretty good pop coming back. He always does. He always does, whether, whether you know, he's, you know, been accused of all this stuff uh, with his politicking and whatever of himself in that rubble and, and subsequently losing his job or being sent home. Uh, everybody loves Shane McMahon's music, man. Naughty by nature. That that shit's good shit. And yeah, well, and so unfortunately, Shane McMahon had a bad day, and on a, a leapfrog spot, he blew out his quad, which that sucks. Yeah. Um, but it led to a very interesting, quick, impromptu match between Snoop Dogg and The Miz. A pinfall was counted, so I'm calling. I'm counting it. Uh, Snoop Dogg with a couple of right hands, and then the people's elbow. In, I mean, honestly. I can't believe they turned this into anything. So we were we were talking about this on in our group chat there. Like, I don't know if Snoop Dogg got word to to go in there and improv that shit, but he found a way to take this back. And I think Triple H said that that they they like he he's known Snoop for a long time, and and in that moment he, he you know certainly stood <laughs> stood up and. Uh, Realized that this situation needed to be different. And the thing about I guess the thing I'll say about Snoop is, um, if ever he earned his Hall of Fame spot, yes, yes, <laughs> he absolutely, absolutely, he one hundred percent earned it tonight. Um, I still I I could cry for Miz a little bit, but this was you know fun. Yeah, 
it's again, we talked about it last night. This is kind of just where the Miz is at. And it looks like he's happy doing what he's doing. And far be it for me to, to criticize somebody's happiness. Yeah. Edge defeated the demon Finn Balor in the cell. This was good. Mm-hmm. It was physical. It was back and forth. These two threw a lot at each other. There was a little bit of a breakdown in the middle because that ladder caught a Finn Balor flush in the nose. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised he, if he broke it. He he he, it, he is going to be busted up tomorrow. He is not going to. He's still going to look like he's got face paint on. That's the thing. They did the replay of it. And one of the the rungs of the ladder just caught him straight in the face, which yeah. is so unlucky. And so he got busted open, but he still managed to pull off some incredible stuff, was leaping all over the place. Edge ends up picking up the victory. I, Edge looked really good in this match, too. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Because, you know, we're looking at this point where I think this is probably Edge's last WrestleMania. Right. Unless he's going to do some one-offs later on in his career. I think this might be it for the Edge run. Um, And, yeah, I'm sort of of the mindset that you go out on your back. Well, while I agree with you on that, I think uh, Ben in our group chat did, did raise a good point in saying that the story that's been told here is that Edge started this group a year ago at WrestleMania and was then, you know, cast out of the group. And every time he's tried to come back, the group has one-upped him. Yeah. They found a way to do it every single time. So this was just his story of him, the the, the overwhelming baby face, getting the victory over, you know. And I, I'll put it to you this way. I really wish it wasn't the demon, but the demon's been beat before. So it's not like it. it's a novel thing to have him, you know, lose like this. Because, I mean, Roman did it not lot that long ago. I will um, also say this was interesting. No involvement from Judgment Day at all. Right. Didn't right. even come out in support. I wonder if Finn's going to call them out on that. I, I think certainly think there's room for... Um, like like we talked about how the judgment day should go away after this show. I just I I, I I don't think they should just disappear though. There certainly should be a reason for this the rift and it, it could lead into uh a great feud between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. I think and that would be We know we know they've had good matches before too, which obviously right. there's there's something there, but and I hope that's the direction they go. The reality is I think the person who should dip is Rhea. Yeah. Uh, like, but 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 I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, unhappy if she took Dom with her. I guess, but like the thing about it is that so long as like I think we're building Rhea to be a face, right? And but I think I think Dominic is so is so on that heel route right now that he could be the perfect way to um like have him be the little annoying guy who you know causes her wins, but also like she's starting to slowly become more and more annoyed with him over time. I think that he, that's the, honestly like at this point, I don't see them running back him and Ray. I just, no. after that solidified victory yesterday, I feel like that story is also ended, yeah. but 
I mean, it's something for him to do. And like, I, I don't know, unless you're going to be throwing him in more matches, but. Now we got to talk about the main event. Yeah, we do. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns. The match was very good. I do think it had a few of the hallmarks of a Roman Reigns match in this bloodline era of Roman Reigns that I'm now at the point where I'm kind of tired of it. Like, every single one of his matches has had a ref bump. Yeah. Like, it's getting to the point where, you know, y'all refs got to... Like, maybe maybe have a ref on standby if, if, you know, you have five straight times the ref goes down in these matches. But... Obviously, uh, match ends with Roman retain, Roman retaining. Cody had a lot of moments where it looked like he was going to pull this off. He had hit two crossroads towards the end, but Solo Sokoa, who had been thrown out of the match early on, returns, hits the Samoan spike, Roman hits the spear. Um, Paul Heyman had some distraction stuff. The Usos and and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were involved in this at some point. Um, we got that moment where Kevin and Sami got their revenge on Roman, and it doesn't mean anything. Um, so here's my question in this. I have two questions. The first one is... Does this, because I know the answer for me, does this lower your opinion of the Royal Rumble, knowing what you know now? To Like, I I wouldn't say that, but it certainly lowered lowers my opinion of the last few. And not, not in the event itself, because I feel like the event itself can and has been successful and would be had they, you know... Honestly, like, do you think that this match comes out better if Cody wins? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're on the same page there. Because, like, honestly, that was the biggest thing for me is, like, honestly, like, as much as I loved Gunther Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, if Cody had won, I I, I feel like this would have been my match of the night. Maybe. Just simply based on... Based on, for me, the story and and, and just everything going into it, I thought it was perfect. And then I thought it, it was, was, I thought that, it was a very good match. Like I do, maybe I'll go so far as to say I thought it was Cody's best match of all time. Oh, I I certainly wouldn't say that. Like I think I think his match against Sammy Guevara is better. I think his match against MGF was better. I think his match against Chris Jericho was better. I think his match against uh, Brody Lee was better. Well, I mean, and, and, and that's that's fair, but that's and, that, that's where I'm at right now. Again, I have to rewatch the match. I have to rewatch I, those two. But I think the problem that I had with this match was it had all the hallmarks of Cody Rhodes match, which I've seen a lot of Cody Rhodes matches over the last few years. It had all the hallmarks. Oh, and by the way, it's the role model match with Seth Rollins is unequivocally better. Um, it had all the hallmarks of. And, you know, if you ask which one, take your pick. Um, it had all the hallmarks of a Roman Reigns bloodline match, which is to say there was a bunch of interference, a ref bump, um, you know, 
some form of weapon involvement. At this point, Kevin and Sammy, who have been intertwined in this story. And Roman wins. And uh, we've gotten to Roman wins law point. Um, I think. I think that's... Yeah, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. This is... We're, we're trending into Reign of Terror territory. And I guess my second... Because I will say this fully. I was down on the Royal Rumble earlier. Like, like when it happened. I think you remember, like, I was pretty down on that show because I said it was super paint by numbers. Right. Um, I'm at the point now where the Royal Rumble looks like it's going to be uh, my worst paper of the the year. Which is a shame because I thought, you know, the matches in it were fine. It's just we're in a place now. And, you know, honestly... Like, the reality is that I think Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew are, I, I will thank them for this, not, and Bianca and, and Asuka as well, I will thank them for this not being in the te- the territory of worst pay-per-view. I don't think it was a bad show, ultimately, but I think we're at a point with Roman where he's gotten so invincible that it's... And the problem, I think, at this point now is who beats him? Because with Cody now having lost, we're fully out of people. Yeah, really we are. Like, he's beaten every face on the roster. Like, he's beaten Seth. who wasn't even a face when he faced him. Um, He's beaten Brock multiple times. He's beaten Kevin Owens multiple times. He beat Sami Zayn. He beat Jey Uso. Who isn't even a face at this point? Like, who's left? And the problem is that you simply can't sell me on... Because the person who is probably the biggest star coming out of this show, particularly Night 2, is Gunther. You can't sell me on that. You don't, you don't think they could they'd pull the trigger with that one? No, because like the, it's heel heel. I guess yeah. And, and there's really like, no way to heat up Gunther as a baby face. No, nor should you. No, he's, no, like, he's, he's, he's a perfect heel. He's a phenomenal heel. I think the direction. I, if I had to guess the direction we're going, it's going to be Edge. Because I just simply can't think of anybody else that it would be. Unless you're doing Cody again, I you know what I think they're gonna do for Puerto Rico because I think that I think oh, Roman's I advertised Puerto Rico. That's right. So I think Roman's advertised. I think we're just gonna get the six man tag, the Usos and Roman against Sammy, Cody, and and Owens. Sure. I think that 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 way they can give that. Well, number one, that'll be a great match. Uh, but I think that gives them time to cool or heat somebody up. Yeah. I who? That's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. Because like honestly, like the from is, so who are your candidates at this point? You just had Drew and Sh- you just had Drew lose. Seamus I don't think is is a believable person, but you just had Drew lose. Yep. Unless you're going to do Edge, but I do, I can't. You cannot make me believe that Edge is going to take that title off of him. 
Yeah, no, like... And you can and go back to Seth, but he's already beaten Seth. I, I got nothing no for one that. else. Yeah, no. I got no one else. Like, there's no surprises on the roster that I think are coming. I mean, knowing them, though, what they'll do is they'll put him in, a, like, a, a one-off feud with Omos or something like that to tie him over for a month. Sure. But, it's like, but like, again, you run into the same heel-heel problem. Um, and lest we forget, almost just lost. That's true. That's and true. This, is the pro- this is the problem. Is like, even Braun Strowman just lost this weekend. Um, there really is. They've really cooled everyone. They've cooled everyone. But, like, and the, pe- but the people they've heated up. And this is the the problem with the situation that you found yourself in. The people they've heated up just aren't really like the people who won over the course of this weekend. The street profits, neither of them are are going down taking on Roman. Seth Rollins has already faced Roman. Kevin and Sammy have both already faced Roman. Rey Mysterio, no. Edge, no. Gunther, it doesn't make sense. And Brock Lesnar, please, God, no. <laughs> please stop giving us that match. It's never been good. I got nothing for you, man. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Unless Big E is coming back. That is your only saving grace at this point. I got nothing for you, man. I mean, maybe, we, could go, we, we could we could push Breaker to the moon. Like push, push. that's maybe that's the direction they're going to go. Is they're going to have Braun Breaker come in and just you know shoot the moon and take down Roman on his debut, his debut pay per view. That's definitely a possibility. Uh, that seems unlikely. And then I look at the rest of the roster, like. Bobby Lashley wasn't even on the show. No, no, he came out to, to wave to the crowd. He sure and I, did. I, I, I think I read reports that he was pretty pissed. So I, I would I, be too. I would be as well. He's given this company so much. Uh, and he has to watch his former manager lead a guy who he carried through a match to another four-minute. Um, what do you give Knight to? Man, that ending soured me so bad. But I, I love Bianca and Oscar, and I love Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. So honestly, I'll give it a three point five based on those two matches. Nothing really else inspired me. Like the Edge and uh, Ballard Hell in a Cell was good, but I don't know. I I think ultimately the stoppage in the middle slowed it down for me. Um, and they while they were still able to do some incredible things and and and. I think that ultimately they had probably one of their – well, I mean, I don't think they've had a bad match against each other. I think, honestly, Finn Balor's – he's been Edge's saving grace since his return because you look at uh, Edge's match with AJ Styles, which both times, you know, you know, not not what they wanted it to be. And Edge's match against Randy Orton, like you said last night, not what you, they wanted it to be. And ultimately, don't, don't get me wrong, Roman works well in that aspect, so that they worked well together. The stuff with uh, Danielson was great. But 
I think Balor has really been the guy who's been able to show off Edge the best. And I think that's why, you know, we, we've gotten as much as we have with them. That being said, yeah, three three point five for me. I was really, really bummed out by that ending. This is gonna get a two point five from me. And here's what I will say about this. This show. As I talk about WrestleMania as a whole, I'm gonna ask you a question. Because I'm gonna throw you back, I'm gonna take you on a different road than we've been talking about to this point. What was not the best match? What was the most fun match on this show between both nights? I was I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Your your favorite of the weekend? Um, not best match. I'm talking about most fun. Most fun, probably Gunther Sheamus and Andrew McIntyre. Yeah, that's the thing is like it was a great match. I don't know that that was a fun match. Oh, was, you you had to have been on the call with me and and, and Karina because we we were just both reacting just ridiculously. But no oh, one. Like, my whole thing was just like I was just marveling at the the ability of those three guys to take punishment. I would say most fun for me is probably the men's showcase tag match. Uh, like it was a lot of people doing a lot of fun stuff. Here's what I will say about this WrestleMania. I don't think it was as I don't like bell to bell. It wasn't worse than last year's WrestleMania. <laughs> right. But last year's WrestleMania was so much more fun. Yeah, there was there was a, a different feeling to it. I was just watching the documentary about the behind the scenes or the the twenty four for for WrestleMania thirty eight. And you're right, it was a fun sort of feel to it. Yeah, like you had last year, we had Knoxville Zane. We had the the triple threat tag match was was a very fun match with you know RK Bro, Street Profits, Alpha Academy. All those teams were very fun, and they showed it again this year. I thought um, Stone Cold and and Kevin Owens was fun. Um, you know, like that was, and then you had your compliments, you had your good matches to go along with it. I don't know, again, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar uh, was not great. It didn't get to the second gear and Edge and AJ was boring, but I go back to this year and it's like, the first night, I think, was really, really good. It was great showing. It had it hit all its beats. You know, my feelings about Ray winning, ultimately, whatever, it told the story well. And, yeah, it was it was great showing. But this second night felt kind of deflating. Mm-hmm. And, like... You didn't really send the crowd home happy at any point. No. Like, was the crowd happy to see Brock Lesnar win? Yeah, I guess so. But, like, I don't know that they were super invested in that match anyway. Gunther, you know, like, the crowd was happy to see a fantastic match. I don't think they were disappointed that Gunther won, but... You know, I think the crowd would have exploded if Sheamus had won. Yeah. Bianca, I, th- I think the crowd was more behind Asuka than they were behind Bianca. 
I did hear a little bit of booze. Yeah. And then Edge and the like Edge and, and Finn Balor again, Edge is still has some level of popularity, but I think that match was just it could have gone either way. And then obviously like Roman winning sucked the life out of the building. And and I, you know, I'm not said to say nothing for Ronda and she, We're the biggest stars of that match, and clearly we're going to win it, but I don't think there was anything about it that, like, wowed things. No. I'm kind of at the point where, like, this night, too, was really disappointing, and I'm interested to see where they kind of go from here, even though I'm not going to super follow it. Backlash is in a month, and it should be a fun show. Bad Bunny is going to be involved. That'll be good. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure where we're going with this. And I think the big thing about now is, like, you've got uh, a U.S. champion who's held the belt for a while, an IC title champion who's held the belt forever, and Roman Reigns who's held the belt for even longer. You have tag champions, you have new tag champions, but who knows what they're going to do with those belts. And you've got the women's champions, one of whom has held the belt for over, for a year, and then the only really exciting new champion we had was Rhea Ripley. Right. So, because, like, not to be whatever, I, I, were, I feel like Kevin and Sammy is going to end with another betrayal. <laughs> Because Kevin Owens is the worst friend in the history of friends. He has that thing. He has that thing about him. But I hope they I hope they give them a, a meaningful title run before they do something like that. I agree. But like again, the big thing is, especially at the top of the, the food chain as it were, at the head of the table, we still got Roman here and because uh, he's on both shows. We still have the bloodline going. I, it just feels like it's the same story we're continuing to tell, as opposed to WrestleMania being a chance to hit the reset button. I think the biggest problem I had with this night, too, in particular, was we didn't really reset anything. We kind of did. It, and I've said the first night, after the first night, I said, I want to be surprised. And yeah, I come out of the second night surprised, but I don't. I think I said this going into it. Like, I want to be surprised, but not with any of the matches you have booked because, like, Roman winning would be worse. Yes, yes. That's surprising, but it's not like it's it's not surprising if you think about the, the history of WWE. It's not surprising if you think about how things have gone recently. Like if, if this weren't, if this were like, you know, Roman was, we were winning, having a legitimate athletic contests and Roman kept winning after winning after winning. You, we would be surprised if somebody beat him. Obviously the story dictates things differently. And that's why everything, everyone thought that Cody was going to win, but yeah, at this point, I don't know what you do with, with Roman and the rest I, of the I, bloodline. 
I, I'm right there with you. Like I, that's why I think in this next month they got to figure out who the next guy is going to be and is the next guy going to be the guy and who the guy. I honestly, I think the biggest thing is they need to figure out who the guy is going to be. And the and, thing- and and they in the next few months of pay per views, like they're they're in different countries. Yeah, where what is their pay per view schedule? Well, I believe we're getting we're getting backlash in Puerto Rico. Um, we are getting um, Money in the Bank in London, and I'm just pulling it up here now. So we have backlash in Puerto Rico. We have the King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi. Yes, yes. Um, then we have Money in the Bank in England. And SummerSlam in Detroit. I mean, maybe you build something for SummerSlam. and Or maybe, you know what, maybe you give whoever wins money in the bank an opportunity to, like, push for something. Yeah. But oftentimes what they do is they put some of the, 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 the briefcase on somebody and then they go on a losing streak, so. Oh, I think the big thing is that if they're going to put a surprise briefcase winner, then pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, if you're giving them the briefcase, you've already given them the title. Think about it that way. Like, Don't Otis this situation. If you're giving somebody the briefcase, you've already given them the championship. You just have to decide when. Yeah. Um, having said all of that, and I, we could talk about this for hours... Rylan, why don't you talk about our social media pages and tell the people about the Wednesday Night Wallop stuff that has been coming out. If you want to find us on social media, it's at WNWallop on Twitter, WNWallop on Instagram, Wednesday Night Wallop on Facebook. Just look for myself and Kyle Joseph's name. We've had a plethora of shows come out over the last week. WrestleMania week, we we really we, we kept up. We kept up, and we had a rewind drop where Kyle and I went back to re, uh, to watch WrestleMania 21, which was I'd say not I'd say not as disappointing as this one, but also not as good. Um, there was a Wrestle Quizdom that came out uh, earlier this week, as well as an MLB preview on the Sports Report. Uh, we did a WrestleMania preview, as well as a World's Funniest Podcast and a Ring of Honor review. Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? If you want to find me on Twitter, it is at LeregendaryKJ. That is L-E-R-E-G-E-N-D-A-R-Y-K-J. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at R-Y-A-M Sport Report. Kyle, for one last time in this wrestling calendar year, send the people home happy. Thank you to everybody who watched all the or watched who listened all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you, and you have been mania walloped and uh, watch watch your chest. Maybe maybe I sit down. <laughs> Good night. Good night. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at RylanWallop and Kyle on Twitter at KyleWallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco.
Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, MaisieMulderDesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.